Hi everybody, my name's Tony, and welcome back to Enjoy the Movie, where we love to talk about great movies and love to rip on the bad ones. Today we go back to Marvel, more specifically Marvel Phase 3, which has seen some of the biggest movies to have come out of the 2010s. Now, the movie we're going to be looking at today is called Black Panther, directed by Ryan Coogler. So Black Panther is about a Wakandan prince named T'Challa, who's played by the late Chadwick Boseman who becomes king of Wakanda, and is an international manhunt for a criminal named Claw, who killed T'Challa's father during the events of Captain America's Civil War. However, the truth is far more complicated than that, and the revelations would challenge everything T'Challa knows about Wakanda, its history, and his father, and the role of Wakanda on the international stage. So, in this episode, we're going to be looking back at Black Panther, we're going to be asking questions. So we're going to be asking, is the movie as good today as it was back in the day? Without without taking into account all the buzz and the, the excitement that was surrounding the movie, you know, just now that we've gotten away from that, it's time to look back and think, okay, is it a good movie? And that's what I'm going to do today. I'll enjoy the movie. So... Okay, Black Panther. Well, it's no surprise for me that Chadwick Boseman is the highlight in the movie. I feel like when I think Black Panther, I think Chadwick Boseman. He's the first thing that pops to mind because he just plays the role very well. I really, So I really liked his acting. He's, I feel like he not only understands his character, but he also allows himself to be taken by it. You know, so I feel like he's, I think like he allows, he allows himself to be both both stoic in times, in times where he needs to be stoic and, you know, all masculine and like, you know, like he needs to be, you know, put his emotions aside so that he can get to work. But I feel like the movie also allows him to uh, be more vulnerable, to be more sort of, uh, to allow him to kind of explore his thoughts and his feelings. I feel like it strikes a good balance between that. <laughs> Which, yeah, it's cool. And Chadwick Boseman really embodies Black Panther really well. He nails it. I feel like, yeah, so every time I think of Black Panther, the character, I think Chadwick Boseman. I feel, I don't know, it's like it's part of the reason why... Um, Marvel decided not to recast the role of T'Challa. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's not that Chadwick Boseman is the only guy who could play Black Panther. I mean, anyone else could play the role if they can fit, if they can, if they can embody the character uh, really well, I'd say why not? But I feel like it's about um, continuity because it's all in the same universe. I wouldn't mind to see, like, I can see why, uh, like, T'Challa was not recast in the second movie. Like, they decided to retire him after Chadwick Boseman's death uh, a couple years ago at the time of this episode. So, yeah, but, yeah, every time I think of Black Panther, I'll always associate the character with the actor. And that's great, you know? And that means that Boseman has done his job. You know, like he, like he managed to, he managed to give us an incredible experience, yeah, with Black Panther, and 
I feel like that's great. And it's like, you know, in a way, in a way, he kind of, for me, the way I see it, he's kind of achieved what Harrison Ford would achieve in Indiana Jones. And his character becomes, he becomes synonymous with his character. Aside from, aside from him, the actors themselves were pretty good. Um, the cast was, for the most part, good. Um, Andy Serkis was amazing. I really liked him as Cloud. Like I feel like he gives me, he gives me this sort of, um, how do I describe it? Because he's manic. He kept me at the edge of my seat. That's is yeah, <laughs> what I say. It's just, you know, it's. He he reminds me a little bit of like sort of his his acting in this movie reminded me a little bit of Paul Dano in a way who played the Riddler four years after the movie after Black Panther in Matt Reeves' Batman like I mean like the Riddler like Paul Dano's Riddler and Clow are very different characters but I feel like he deliver manages to give that sort of manic obsession with what he's trying to achieve with the thing that he's seeking you know and you know Cloud in this movie like he just he wants because he's you know, he's after the metal vibranium which fun fact is used in Captain America's shield Captain America's shield is made of vibranium so there but apparently yeah actually we'll talk about vibranium later like it's it's actually yeah Warren's talking about later. So, yeah. Andy Serkis was good in the movie. I really liked him. It's a shame his character that isn't really, like, doesn't really have much, like, isn't really seen for a lot of... I mean, he's seen for, he's seen for, like, a significant portion of the movie. And, you know, he doesn't disappoint. But, you know, I wanted to see more of him. You know, I found him really interesting. You know, this is really cool. But, uh, unfortunately... Uh, that's not to be the case. Um, we do, however, have a villain in the in the name of Killmonger, who's played by Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, Killmonger is interesting. Well, he's complicated, because on one hand, you know, Killmonger wants he wants to um, give Africans everywhere, you know power and the ability to stand up for themselves on the other hand i feel like his vision is terribly misguided and that i feel like he sees i feel like he's caught in this sort of fight where he wants he he's got he's got the right idea he wants to lift africans out of powerlessness but he also wants to uh, also has the wrong idea of thinking that that the world like this it's it's just that you know, it's that the non-Africans are unredeemable, and that they need to be they need to be slaughtered. So I feel like it's an interesting dynamic that the movie has between him, between Killmonger, and of course this impacts um, T'Challa, i.e. Black Panther. I'm gonna call him T'Challa in this movie, in this review. <laughs> but you know, it's like this conflict, and this is where we get to um, sort of Wakanda. Like, here we talk about Wakanda. Now, I'm not sure we talk about the history of Wakanda or we talk about Wakanda, the world building. I feel like it's good to talk about the positives first. Wakanda looks great. I love 
Wakanda, like the the country and just like the way it's the idea, the concept of Wakanda is actually pretty cool. You know, it's like this contrast between modern and uh, old. You know, and the contrast between sort of scientifically and technologically advanced and uh, primitive, but also more authentic. Yeah, it's really beautiful to see. You know, it's a beautiful contrast that the that the movie makes. And I see that and it's incredible. And now I love like movies with, you know, expensive world building and countries and stuff like that. Mainly because I like history and geography and things like that. But, you know, it's just and Wakanda is like really impressive, like in that regard. Like it has like it's a legitimate it's not like, you know, all these like, oh, it's a country and like it exists. Yeah. Okay, it's a country. Like, unlike Sokovia, which, you know, it's like more like a country that exists. You know, it's Wakanda is like an actual entity, if you will. Like, yeah, this is there is a place called Wakanda and it's gone through this and it's got this and people live there. Like it's a whole thing. You know, it's it's incredible. There's so much detail to it, and I and I'm really excited by that. You know? So yes, uh, I love Wakanda in the I, the concept, you know. Um, and here we get to the history of Wakanda. Now, <laughs> don't worry, this is not going to be a history lesson, but I will talk about um, just the because this is where the conflict between T'Challa and Killmonger um, like originates. It comes from the fact that Wakanda. Uh, decided to isolate itself from the rest of the world, but their isolation also caused the other African countries around them to become colonized uh, by the Europeans and other conquerors, you know, like the Arabs and whatever. Now, this obviously really upset uh, Killmonger, uh, and he wanted he wants to change that. You know, he wants to change that and want to, you know, have revenge at the Europeans for having colonized the Africans and committed all the atrocities that they did commit. You know, it's, um, so, but T'Challa, on the other hand, he's like, uh, okay, you know what, maybe, maybe we shouldn't because at the end of the day, you know, Wakanda isn't a revolutionary movement. It's a country with people and everything. And like, there are interests and things like that. You know, they've got treaties, you know, they've got relations. They don't want to go to war with, like, every other major Western superpower. It's <laughs> not going to, like, that's not going to be good for Wakanda, but Killmonger doesn't want that. Killmonger is so fixed up with past atrocities that he's filled with revenge, and he has to exact his revenge on the Europeans. But what he doesn't realize is that, well... You know, Europe, like, the world is different today. And uh, Africans, like, there are 54 countries in Africa right now <laughs> that more or less have their own policies, you know. So I feel like it's it's a really, it's a real tragedy because I feel like his passions sort of really gripped him and blinded him to the reality, to the realities of the world, you know. Now, that isn't to say that Africans aren't suffering today, that many of them are especially in Africa. But Killmonger, like, it's just, like... But the point I'm trying to make here is, like, there's there's an incredible dynamic that exists between Killmonger and T'Challa here, and their sort of differing visions that are 
Like, what is the best for Wakanda and the Africans? Like, so what's the best for them? They're both differing visions and they're clashing, you know? And so, and so Killmonger is what we call an antagonist. We look at him as a villain. We may look at him as a villain because, you know, he kills, what's his name? He kills and he steals and he pillages and everything. Yes, that's my clock. It says 4.15. But, um, yeah, but in a way, I, he's more an antagonist because, like, it's just, because it, in a way, he's, it's not to say that he is not redeemable. I feel like I, in my philosophy, is that every character is redeemable, but it doesn't mean that uh, everyone's sympathetic. You know, I feel like I don't know, like the issue of like where who's sympathetic and who's not sympathetic is a whole episode we can talk about later on. But you know, this I'm rambling on as it is, so I'll continue with some of the other things, you know? Um, and just going back, I just want to close on Wakanda. I liked Wakanda. Like, I didn't, like, I just, it's a very sort of authentic place, you know? And I like it. As much as I liked uh, Black Panther, I still find that it's not perfect. Like, every country, like, not every country, I mean, like, every... Uh, news publication that I can th- that I was aware of at the time was just raving on Black Panther, calling it the best movie, like calling it a perfect movie. Which I mean, it's got a lot going for it. Don't get me wrong, but it's not perfect and it's not flawless. I found the dialogue a little bit off-putting, and at time at times I found it grating. Case in point. The constant, the constant, you know, calling of every white character, you know, a colonizer and something, of, something of the like, is like sort of like in a derogatory manner, is like, oh, you colonizer or something like that. It's like, Whew. I find that completely pointless, because first things first, European countries aren't colonizing Africa anymore. Okay, they're not even colonizing any part of the world for that matter. <laughs> Colon- like the, the colonial era has ended. Okay, there are no European countries. That colonize Africa. So why are you continuing to call Europeans colonizers? They're not colonizers anymore. And most of most of the people alive today, most of the Europeans alive today aren't colonizers. So it's very grating and on the nose. Sort of like just it's very on the nose with the whole colonizing you know, colonialism kind of thing. It's like because here's the thing, it's fine for the movie to talk about colonialism. I like, don't get me wrong, you know. Plenty of movies do that, the issue of colonialism. But on the on the other hand, like the the dialogue could sometimes feel like it's kind of uh in your face in a way. I'm not here to be I'm not here to, uh, to be told that Europeans are colonizers. Like I'm here to, you know, hear a good story instead of being lectured about colonialism. But another thing Another thing, like, this is part of the movie's writing. Like, I'm not sure I like... Okay, so here's... I'm going to put a spoiler here. So if you don't, if you haven't seen Black Panther, this is a spoiler alert. It's all going to be spoilers from now on. Um, I found Zuri's death unnecessary, and I just didn't really buy that. Yeah, it's like, well, there's the conflict between... There's the ritual combat between T'Challa and uh, Killmonger. And I was like, okay, well... 
Zuri suddenly dies. He's killed by Killmonger. Is like, well, and T'Challa is devastated by the loss. And it's like, okay, well, I didn't feel anything. Because, I don't know. Because, like, apparently, apparently Zuri was also a Wakandan spy. He, he's like a priest or something, but he's also a Wakandan spy. But it's like, it's very, I don't know. Like, I feel like it doesn't really, like, I, I just, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, I guess I don't really, I'm not, I didn't really hate it, you know, and, but for some reason, I felt indifferent, you know, it was like, yeah, okay, maybe it's just me, I guess, I don't know, like, I just, I I just, I don't know, I felt like it, it was pointless, like, we could totally do without it, like, it just, it didn't bring anything to the plot, if you will, yeah, like, it didn't bring anything to the story, it's like, it just didn't need to be. I'm like just could have just deleted it and just gone continued with the battle without you know interrupting us. Secondly, uh, Shuri and Okoye. Okay, Shuri and Okoye. All right. Well, I have lots of questions about Shuri. How in the world is a 15 year old supposed to be in charge of Wakanda's entire electronic arsenal? I just don't get it. Like, a 15-year-old who's in charge of Wakanda's electronic arsenal. It just, it makes no sense. Like, it's, it's, it's like, I get it. There are plenty of, I get it. Like, he's a genius and I, I, whatever. But, like, like 15-year-olds don't do that. Like, 15-year-olds, what do they do? They, 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 they're at school. They're learning or something like that. Like, how is Shuri somehow capable of inventing like some of the most whiz-bang, most complicated gadgets that uh, T'Challa uses on his missions. Like, it just... Where did that come from? Is she born with, like... Is she, like, born with an IQ higher than Einstein? Or maybe the writers just wanted... Uh, well, just... just Or maybe it's just the writers. I don't know. I, I just couldn't. And Okoye is insufferable. Like, this is, I get it. She's, you know, trying to, like, she's very loyal to the crown and she's, you know, takes the job very seriously. If, you know, she's, she's the guard, like, captain of the guards, I think, or something like that. But I feel like, but I find her insufferable. I find her very stiff most of the time. I don't get the vibe of her, like, you know, I don't really like her that much. I feel like she's too stiff. She's just not interesting, you know? Also, yeah, I said that I, I was talking about the good stuff and now I'm talking about the bad stuff. And it really pains me to say this, that Martin Freeman, I'm going to mention Martin Freeman in the bad section. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I like Martin Freeman. Like, I really like Martin Freeman. Um, I liked him since I saw him in uh, Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch. But I don't know. It feels like, like his role as agent his acting in agent as agent ross just i mean he's good but it feels like he's playing himself you know what i mean he plays he plays himself because i've seen the same kind of acting that he delivers here in other uh characters like dr watson and things like that you know it's like it just it feels the same. Like you could you could replace Agent Ross with Doctor Watson, and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that much different. It just it doesn't make it doesn't really you know 
it it really hurts because I really wanted to like Martin Freeman. It definitely feels like he is acting as himself more than as Agent Ross. So, um, overall, Black Panther was a very good movie uh, that had an impressive concept and world building. Chadwick Boseman was great as T'Challa and the role will forever be associated with him. And Eddie Serkis was a really exciting villain. And uh, Killmonger is also a very compelling uh, character as well. However, the dialogue was at times weak and even grating, which undermined some of the other performances in the movie. Like, if you're into, you know, fictional countries, then Wakanda is, like, incredible. You're going to love Wakanda. But yeah, Black Panther is a worthy movie of checking out. So that concludes today's episode of Enjoy the Movie, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you very much for tuning in. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to like us on Facebook so you can stay updated with all all the news related to Enjoy the Movie. And if you have any ideas or you got any reviews yourself, send me an email. It's enjoythemoviepodcast at gmail.com. The link is in the description. So, once again, thank you very much for listening, and I look forward to seeing you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, and if you want to get in touch with us, then please leave a comment or go to the links in the description. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. Also, be sure to share the podcast with your peers and online. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the movie was hosted by Tony Saad. The music and logo were created by Clara Saad. Enjoy the movie was created by Tony Saad. Copyright Tony Saad 2022.